Welcome to this new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and this is our basketball expert, Diogo Volent. Hi guys, hope everything's doing okay with y'all. We are here for another episode of European Hoops podcast. So, André, let us know, man, what do we have for today? We are back today with our part two of our EuroLeague power rankings and also who are our top players for this edition of the EuroLeague. Diogo, are you ready to get into it? For sure. Uh, this is where it gets interesting here. Like, who are the top eight teams? Uh, supposedly, these will be the teams in the playoffs. I mean, for now, obviously, a lot of things can change. But I think this is going to be interesting. And those top five players as well. So let's get, in start. let's get it started. We know one thing at this point. We know that uh, both of us have the same top eight teams heading into this episode. Almost unexpected, but at the same time, it shows where the EuroLeague stands at this moment. And right below this, these eight teams, we had three teams that uh, brought in a lot of new pieces, have a lot of moving pieces, and that's why they are ranked slightly below. It will be an extremely entertaining and competitive EuroLeague season. And if you guys haven't heard to our previous episode, go back and listen to the part one of these power rankings. We'll waste no time and we'll get right to it. And uh, Duke, let's know, who do you have ranked in eighth place in our power rankings? This was a, a very tough decision here. Uh, but at number eight, I have Fenerbahce. Um, I think, obviously, they, they have a, a great group of guys, a great core of guys. Uh, but I expected the improvements that they made to be better improvements. Uh, I think they got better. Uh, adding Shanley, I think, was a, a nice add. I think it's a good fit. Uh, Yam Madar as well. But uh, obviously, Neto, he, he got hurt. So that sucks. But uh, I expected the improvements to be better. I, I think they will be a, a very solid team, obviously. When you have guys like Nigel Hayes Davis, Dorsey, uh, Motley, they have a great team in their coachy duties as well. Uh, I think they clearly have potential to be at a higher spot than eight, obviously. But for now, I'm going to have them at eight just because the team I have at seven, uh, I believe in the fit more. But I'll get to that uh, in a second. But for now, I have Fenerbahce at it. I'm excited. And at the same time, I'm not. I'm excited because we are disagreeing here. But at the same time, I'm not excited because... The team that I have at 8, I feel that it's almost madness to have them in 8th place. I really believe in the work that this team does, uh, the way that they play. It's just, I don't think that they were able to, to find the pieces that they needed to be ranked higher. But at the same time, any of these top 8 teams are Final 4 contenders. And once you get to the early Final 4, everything is possible. So don't get this the wrong way. I think that Olympiacos will be an incredible team on this edition of the EuroLeague, but I have them ranked 8 in my poor rankings. Wow. It, <laughs> wow. it comes down to Milutinov, Sigma, Nigel, Willem Ghost, Brasdaikis versus Slukas, Zankov, Tarik Like, Bolomboy. They had one of the most dominant regular seasons uh, during the, the last season. Are they better or worse? I think they are slightly worse. Their defensive efforts and uh, their defense will be at the top of the early, but can they create enough offensively? Comes down to that for me. Replacing what Zankov brings, it's hard and uh, while I like what Brasdeck is, uh, the way that Brasdeck is fits, that he fits within this team, while I think that Milutinov will be a great piece for this team, I think that they need uh, one more player. And if they add that player, I can have them as high as two in this power rankings. Uh, that's their ceiling. They can be one of the top teams of the early. 
defense and a coach like Ross Dawkins will give you consistency. I don't expect Olympiacos to finish the regular season in eight. Not not even close to that. I think that they are in contention to be one of the top four Euroleague teams during the regular season. For me, this comes down to the way that uh, to their odds in a playoff series and they really need to be able to find that creation to, to be able to perform offensively at a high enough level and to, to be competing with the teams that I have above, although they are on the tier from 1 to 8 that is totally interchangeable. And if Olympiacos comes out of this EuroLeague season with a title, I won't be surprised in the slightest. That's their ceiling. I think that they are a piece away, and as soon as they add that piece, I will be adjusting my power rankings accordingly. I know, I know, I know. It's wild. I I wasn't... I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> I wasn't ranking to rank Olympiacos at 8. This was a hard one. I think they are a great team. I think they are very consistent. But uh, that's where they end up on my 4 rankings. So, why are you shocked? And who do you have in 7? I mean, maybe when I get to my Olympiacos spot, uh, I will say why I'm shocked. I think that makes more sense. But just know that I'm shocked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was not expecting. I was not expecting. Okay, so my 7th place, I have Efesh. And um, I just put Efes ahead of Fenerbahce because I believe the fit is better. Uh, I think Fenerbahce overall might have more talent, but Efes does have the best player in the EuroLeague, in my opinion, in Will Clyburn. And I think the fit with Darius Thompson, I, I really believe those guys will have a, a hell of a season. And I have them at number seven. Very well. My number seven is Maccabi. The Wade Baldwin and Lawrence Brown duo in their year two, I think it can only get better. They added Antonius Cleveland. That it's a piece that brings a lot of what they needed. I think he will fit just very well with that team, and we can expect more of the same. A high motor team, a team that will play very hard. Was the best home court of the EuroLeague last season. They will be extremely competitive, and I think there is a growth and a continuity from last season. They kept their best pieces. And that was my tiebreaker between them and uh, Olympiacos, while Olympiacos lost two players that were extremely important for them and maybe the two most important players for them offensively last year in Zankov and Slokas. Maccabi was able to keep those players and add pieces that uh, that just fit very well. They can still use, like, uh, by the rim protectors, they can look to a big man, but they have players like Sorkin, and uh, they kept all of that core together. It's a team that plays extremely good basketball. They, they grew a lot across last season, and I think that's growth will translate into this season. I expect more consistency from players like Wade Baldwin, and uh, that's why I rank Maccabi in 7th place. Am I too high, too low? And who do you have in 6th? Uh, Maccabi at 6th. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess you're not too high or too low. I, I think that's kind of the, the tier range for them. Um, I also have them at uh, I have them at number 6, also because of those reasons. I mean, Wade and Lorenzo are... Until somebody proves otherwise, they are still the best backcourt in the competition, even though there are a lot of contenders this year, obviously. Um, but I, I like the, the continuity factor. Uh, I think Sorkin will take a, a step forward this season uh, for to be the, their main center. Uh, I think he's a very good player. You guys already know. Um, I like the ad of Cleveland. Uh, I think they will be a, a very good team at home, especially, like you said, they were the best home team um, last season. This year, I don't think they will be the best home team, but I'll get to that team in a second. Um, 
but I think Maccabi will be great and I think they are a playoff team. So I have them at number six. My number six, and after we found out that uh, in the Greek rivalry, we have both Olympiacos ahead of, of uh, Paratinaikos. Now let's find out how do we rank the Turkish teams. You had FS ahead of Fenerbahce, and I also do. I have Fenerbahce in sixth place. I'm excited about this Fenerbahce team, but just like you, I think that uh, they didn't took the step forward I expected them to, to take in terms of adding uh, the pieces that would elevate them. But at the same time, they are, for me, a clear contender to the final four. Itudis on his year two is uh, a big factor here. They kept Deshaun Pierre and Nigel Hayes Davis together, two of the most exciting four duos of the, the EuroLeague. They will have. PG and Kawhi. <laughs> they will have, hopefully, a healthy Wilbekin. They brought in a stretching big. That was one of the things that we wanted to see them doing. Then there are some question marks. Can Raul Neto be a big addition late in the season? Can he recover on time? Can. Will he be able to contribute at all? Right now, it's uh, up in the air. It's unlikely that he will be able to be a big contributor, but that's something that can add to that guard position. They have a complete roster that will come into the season swinging after the elimination of the playoffs last season. I do believe in this on his second year to, to be showing improvements uh, with this team and with this roster. So I expect a very good season from Fenerbahce. I expect them to be top final four contenders, but uh, I rank them in sixth place on my power rankings. Who do you have in fifth place? My fifth place is Milano. Uh, I think adding Mirotic, of course, uh, a top three player in the competition, is a big step forward. Um, I like the other additions of Lowe. Uh, I like Shields coming back healthy. Uh, Pengos also coming back healthy. I think they are, they are stacked at the front court. But I do think they are too stacked at the front court, and, and I wonder how that will work out because they have like six guys for two positions uh, at the four and the five. So I, I don't know how they're going to work that out. I think they lack uh, another three. They, they have Siobhan Shields, and like we said in the preview, maybe Miritich does some three minutes because he can do it, obviously. But um, I think I, I need to see it. I, I think it's a big change to to put to involve a guy like Miritich there. Uh, in a, a team that's usually all about defense with Coach Messina, and they struggle offensively. And when they had Napier, they took big steps. So now with Meritich being a, a forward instead of a guard, uh, I wonder how that guard, how those guards will work with the, with him. Uh, I think they need to do a very good job of facilitating for him. And I, I do have some questions about that, but I think they're going to be a great team and, and they have an elite roster. It's just that front court is so stacked. I don't know how Coach Messina will handle those minutes. He will certainly find a way. <laughs> In fifth hopefully, place, hopefully. I have I have Efes, and I don't know what happened. And after last season, you being high on Efes, now this season, I guess I took took the place for you, and I have them in fifth place. Uh, I I think that bringing Erdan Khan, a very good head coach, will be adding to this team and. Um, while Ataman was a very good coach that led them to titles and to glory, I think a coaching change was needed for this FS team, and I think that will be uh, a plus for them this season. They kept a very strong core of Larkin, Babois, Elijah Bryant, Will Clyburn, Zizic and Plage, and they added pieces that I think that fit just perfectly in Darius Thompson, Derek Willis, and uh, Ty Jones. I believe that this will be a bounce-back season for FS. And that's why I rank them on fifth place with chances to fight to get back to the final four. 
for me and uh, going back to teams like uh, Olympiacos, Barcelona, Panathinaikos, Red Star, that are teams that I'm very excited to see uh, if, for this season. For me, the difference here is the, the teams that they kept their uh, top core together against the teams that uh, will need to make adjustments and get back to their routines. For Olympiacos, I have them clearly ahead uh, of those other teams like Barcelona, Paratinaikos and Red Star because they kept their identity. I think that their defense is their calling card. That's what gives them a way higher floor than all of these other teams. They will need to find their offensive identity with some new pieces. Maccabi kept Baldwin and Lorenzo and added some players in Antonis Cleveland that fits, fits them just right. Fenerbahce was also able to keep their core and uh, were able to add some of the things that they were needing. I, I believe in Itudis as a high-level coach and I think that's why they come into this uh, edition of the EuroLeague as a team poised to to fight to be in the Final Four. And Efes, uh, it's just Will Clyburn is one of the top players of the EuroLeague and Larkin has proven to be a very high-level player. Hopefully he will be healthy to start this season. And then Darius Thompson just fits right in with uh, that backcourt. He will be able to add on both sides of the court with this team. Derek Willis is the forward that this team was needing. Ty Jones brings them a different look on the front court. So I'm high on this FS team. I think they will be having a very good team, a very good season and a bounce box season. I guess I'm higher than you on FS. That's a new thing here on the podcast. <laughs> but I'm obviously just joking. We both have them in similar uh, parts of our power ranking in the same tier. Who do you have in fourth place? Well, uh, I'm still very high on FA. Like I like that team a lot. It's just last year, they were coming off a back-to-back championship and they added what I what I felt like was the best player in the competition in Will Clyburn. So I guess it was fair for me to still be high on them. It, it <laughs> just didn't go their way. Um, but I think this year they have a, a very good team and I think they fit very well together. It's just there are a lot of other teams who are very talented as well. So I think, like, for me, two to, like, nine or ten, uh, you could change it. I mean, all these teams are elite. So I'm not low on FS at all. Uh, FS fans, don't get mad at me. Uh, I still love your team. So, but yeah, it's just a matter of a lot of these teams getting stronger. And I think it's going to be very, very competitive. Yeah, I, I let me just, before you tell us who is your number four, I'm in agreement with you. Like, and even from one, honestly, I, I know like where one is heading, but uh, from one to to 11, these teams are highly interchangeable. And uh, it's like I told you, for example, about Olympiacos. Olympiacos have a higher floor than Maccabi, than Fenerbahce, than Efes, than probably the two teams that I will be bringing up next. And it's so easy for Olympiacos to be again in the Final Four and to be fighting for this EuroLeague title. It just comes down to they take away their probably two top players to close games in Slukas and Vzenkov and they still need to show that they brought in a piece that is able to provide that. But their defense will probably be the best in the whole competition and their floor in the regular season, it's of being a top five team, a top six team in the in the Euroleague. It won't be surprising in the slightest if Olympiacos has home court advantage heading into the playoffs. I think that they are there. Now, once they get to the playoffs, for them to be able to to go back to the final four again, and they do have a talented enough team to be in the final four again. 
I think they are one piece away or just to show that the pieces that they have will be able to do it. They are close, very close. All of these teams are close. But like Barcelona, Paratinaikos, Red Star, they are teams that had a lot of turnover in relation to their past season. And that's why they will need to show. Also, that means that Olympiacos, Barcelona, Paratinaikos and Red Star, all the teams with the biggest potential to climb within our rankings. While Maccabi kept their top players, Fenerbahce kept their core, and I do value it with this from year one to year two, and that team improving with him. And I think that I've kept a high-level group of core players and just brought pieces that fit perfectly, and that's why I ranked them in five. Now, I think I know for sure. My number one ranked of these uh, four rankings uh, should be not a team, but uh, the competitive level of the EuroLeague because all of these teams will be fighting for the top four. All of these teams will be fighting to the playoffs. All of them will be trying to fight to be on the final four. And any of the teams that will be on the final four this year will have a real chance to win. It will be extremely hard to get there, but once we get there, any of these teams can win it all. And I won't be surprised if any of these 11 teams win the EuroLeague this year. Of course, as lower as you go on the four rankings, more surprising it will be. But we can have in-season additions, we can have changes in the in the team during the season. And all the margins are so small between these rosters and between these teams that uh, these four rankings will change massively. And whenever we have uh, breaks within the competition, we will be updating these four rankings. And uh, if we arrive to Christmas and I have Olympiacos at one, I won't be surprised by it because they were, they are one of the teams that I enjoy the most to watch them play. That's why it was so hard for me to rank them in 8th place. I really identify with their defensive identity and uh, that's what raises their floor as as much. And while they don't have the continuity of the those top players, they do have the continuity of their identity and of what Coach Brazokis brings to the table. And that's how they will be impacting games. And that's why I expect them to be such a high-level regular season team. But they will need the offense to come along. And those in the closed games, and especially in playoff scenarios, we know that how close those games tend to be. And that's where they need go-to guys. And that's why where they will either need to bring someone in or they will be able to some or, or they will need some of the players that are in this uh, roster to raise up the rankings and to perform at that level when the time comes but let's continue because we still have four more teams each to go over and then our top five players for this edition of the EuroLeague who do you have in fourth place my fourth place is partisan uh, this was a, a real struggle to, to see if there would be fourth or third between them and the team I have third, but uh, I'm going to go with Partizan at number four. Uh, I like the additions they made with uh, Kaminsky and PJ Dozier, and being coached by Coach Obradovic, obviously, is such a, a good thing to, to have. I think Punter will have a hell of a season. I, I believe they're going to come back with uh, with Vengeance because last season, obviously, what happened in the playoffs, uh, I think they want to they wanna get back to that stage and they want to show that they should have been in the Final Four. And I'm a I'm a real believer in this partisan team. I really like what they did there. Uh, if they can still add a point guard, I think they should do it, like a, a natural point guard. But other than that, I think they have everything they need. They have depth. They have firepower. They have all the positions. They have a great coach and obviously great fans and a great home court. So I think partisan will have a hell of a season and they will be in contention for a title. 
I love it, man. And I'm even higher on them, but we will get to it. Let's get to my fourth place, and that's Olympia Milano. They brought in Mirotic and Lowe between other players, but those two players that can add to this team. They have Pangos, Lowe, Baron, Hall, Chills, and Tunut. They have Mirotic, Meli, Voitman, Heinz, and Poitras. They have a lot of dive across the, all the positions. In some positions, it even looks like almost too much dive, but that's good news for Coach Ettore Messina. They have depth, experience, and high-level coaching. Milano needs to show on the court the talent and potential that they have on paper, but a team that already has a very strong group and is able to add pieces like uh, one of the best players in the EuroLeague, Nikola Mirotic, that I think it's due to um, a higher-level season than what he was uh, able to do last year, and it was already pretty good. <laughs> I think that uh, Milan will be one of the top teams of this Serie League. They have some downside to them, and we saw that in the, the last seasons. But uh, this is a season that Milan really needs to show on court the potential of their roster. They have experience, they have talent, they have depth, and it comes down to performance. And that's why I rank Milano in fourth place. Who do you have in third? In third, I have Olympiacos. Now, like I said, this was a, a, a real competition to see who I would have uh, three and four between Olympiacos and Partizan. Uh, I just think Olympiacos has more continuity, uh, and I think their defense is, I agree with what you said earlier, I think they're going to have the best defense in the competition. Um, I like the Brisbane's addition. Uh, I think Sigma is a guy who can fit in there pretty pretty good too. But So I, I think Olympiacos will stay. I understand your point uh, to have them eight, uh, as far as like in a playoff series, they might not be favorites against most of these other teams. But I do think, uh, obviously, regular season matters a lot. And I think they will be one of the best regular season teams. And they should be able to secure a home court advantage for, for the playoffs. And I think, obviously, playing in Greece is so hard for the other teams. And I think they will make use of that home court advantage. Uh, I just think they have a, such a good roster overall. Uh, I understand the point that they do like a go-to guy, like uh, on the wing, especially. But I think they'll be just fine. Uh, their defense is so elite. Uh, I just think they they will be good enough to to be ranked uh, on this top top tier. So I have them as number three. I, I like it a lot. Olympiacos is one of my favorite teams, and uh, that, that defensive ceiling uh, in the regular season, the defensive floor in the regular season, just makes them a strong contenders to have home court advantage, and that is indeed a big advantage when you get to the the playoffs. And the, the thing about the go-to guy and the lack of continuity of their top players, and especially Zankov, that gave too much, uh, so much to this team, for me, it uh, it will just matter in the games that are close in the end. And uh, with their defensive power, they will be able to overwhelm teams many times, and we just saw that happening in uh, their game against Paratinaikos recently. And that will be one of the keys for them to be such a strong team during the regular season. This comes more to how high I think the teams can go all the way into winning the, the EuroLeague. And I think that that's where they are lacking. But I love it. I think that having Olympiacos in third is totally fair. And uh, they do have that extremely high floor. And... Uh, while they like the continuity of their top stars, they do have the continuity of their identity and they will be a top team of this edition of the EuroLeague once again. My third place is Partizan. Like it said just a moment ago, Coach Obradovic is a genius, one of the top coaches of the EuroLeague. 
They bring in Kaminsky, Dodgier, Yaramas, and Ponitka. I think they got better from last season, and they were very good sure. already, but they joined these pieces that fit so well with Panther, uh, and with Ladai, Nunali, with Smilogic, they Avramovic as well. They have a very, very good roster that is extremely well coached by a basketball genius that will squeeze the most of this team. Partizan has legit Final Four contenders. Partizan can be a contender for the EuroLeague. We have heard that they are looking to add one more player, and if they do that, they will be um, even closer to a EuroLeague title. Uh, it's so hard and so competitive, but I think that they have the pieces. We can see some adaptation period from Dogier and Kaminsky, but in opposition to other teams that we ranked slightly lower in the power rankings, these are very high-level players that will be coming to a team that kept a player like Panther, and that makes things easier for them to to perform. Because while Kaminsky and Dogier will be extremely important, extremely high-level players, they play more of a complementary role than a primary role. And that's that's a big difference for the way the teams fit and for the way the teams will be able to perform on the floor. I'm extremely high on Partizan, highly on this season. We know about their home court, we know about their coaching level, and we know about the intensity that they play with. They, like Fenerbahce, are a team that I believe will come swinging and heading into the start of this this EuroLeague. And uh, I do believe that uh, Partizan will have a great EuroLeague season and will be one of the top contenders for the this EuroLeague season. We get to our... Top two, and do you think we'll have a disagreement here? I don't think so, but I mean, <laughs> we do have the same two, so that's that's interesting. But I really don't think we're going to disagree on the order. Uh, if we do, I would be a bit surprised. Uh, should I go ahead and and tell you who my number two is? All right. So number two, I have I have Monaco. Do you agree with me? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I do agree. Okay. With my yeah. Monaco number two. Yeah, I think Monaco did a great job this offseason. Uh, I think adding Kemba is like a, a luxury that you could, that they can afford to have. And, and then guys like Tarpe and Cornelia, I just think are great fits to this, team, to this team who was already so talented. I mean, they made it to the Final Four and they finished third. So obviously, they, they want to win. Like They've been improving every year, making the playoffs and losing to Olympiacos. And then last year, making the playoffs, getting to the Final Four. And losing to Olympiacos again, I mean, they they are on the way up. They and they keep adding pieces. They keep improving. I really love the the fit that this team has this season. They have so much talent, especially in the guard positions. And a guy like Cornelli, I think, fits perfectly here with Mike James, with Jordan Lloyd, everybody. Uh, I really like this team. I, I think they're going to be amazing. I think that Monaco is maybe closer to the first position than the general public might realize because yeah. they just they are a highly talented team. They have a, a high level pedigree in this team and they added very powerful pieces across all the positions. Their depth is incredible. They have they brought in Kemba, uh, Terry Tarpe, Cornelly, Jaitem. You will have forty minutes again of Mike James and Kemba Walker. You have a backcourt of Mike James, Kemba Walker, Okobo, and Lloyd. You have Enstrada. It's, it's an up-and-coming player that maybe will be hard to find him minutes every game, but whenever they need to, he is able to perform and to play. They have Diallo, Tarpe, John Brown to play both sides of the court and have a very high level and to, to give them defense on the wings. That is so important, and they do have it. 
people they have once again half Montaunas, Corneli, Jaite, the, the depth in all the positions, the stability, the firepower that they have is maybe unmatched across the early. And uh, I do have them in my second place in the power rankings, and uh, we will get to first right after. But uh, they are close to become a 1B more than just a pure two. But I will go ahead and give them yeah. the first place, and yeah. you can you can just <laughs> charm in and give your opinions about Real Madrid. They are the defending champions, and they added uh, Facundo Composite is exactly the piece that they needed. It couldn't fit better. You couldn't have dreamed of a better player to fit in on this team. And it's crazy to think that the defending champions added a player that might be their most important player heading to the season. It's just, it's insane. They have Composite, Musa, it's crazy. And it's crazy. Abusele, Tavares. And then they have a never ending depth. So with talent and experience, they have Rudy Fernandez, Sergio. Uh, Sergio Rodriguez they have Poirier like we are already on the 10th player and we haven't spoke about Fabian Castro for example About they have just so 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 many players so much talent and not being in the final four would be a disappointment for this team and that's why they need to rank yeah for sure first of the four rankings and go ahead and bring, give your opinion on Real Madrid I mean that, that's basically it I mean you are the defending champion and you add Facundo Campazzo like that that's crazy they <laughs> The guys that they lost, I mean, uh, William Goss, uh, uh, Carnelli, the guys that they lost weren't really big factors on that team. I, I think they're going to be great uh, for the teams that they went to. But on Real Madrid, they weren't amazing factors. And I think Campazzo will be for sure. I mean, we've seen it already. Uh, he's one of the best guards in the competition. And I think it's going to be very important to Musa, to Walter Tavares, everybody. So I think... I would say everybody would have to agree that Real Madrid should be number one in the power rankings to start the season because after winning a championship and adding a guy like Ampaz, I mean, how can you not have them number one? So if they they should be able to, to match up with these expectations because they are so talented, they are so good. And I mean, yeah, like you said, if they don't reach the Final Four, it's a disappointment. I mean, some can argue that if they don't win a championship, it's a disappointment because their team is insane, like, Elite, really elite. This is a great Euro League season that we have ahead. And I know one thing for sure these poor rankings will change wildly until the next time we do them. Oh, absolutely. These teams are just so talented. We will have slow stars, we will have uh, teams outperforming what we expect to see from them. And uh, I guess by the round 30, we will be able to have a clearer picture of how things will look like going into the playoffs. This will be a highly, highly competitive early season. It will be worth to tune in to all the games because even the teams that we have on 18, we are saying that we are excited about seeing them performing and we mean it. They will be teams that will be intrigued to play. Some will play at the high pace, some will try to outscore teams and in any given night, any team can beat any team and it will come down to consistency and to ability to perform. Let's finish this uh, special two-part episode with our top players heading to this early season. I have some honorable mentions and then feel free to mention some other players that you want to, to add to this before we get to our top fives. I have Kemba Walker. I don't think that he is at uh, that point of his career to be a top five player in the early league, but the talent is undeniable and the experience is undeniable and he does elevate the ceiling of any team that he is playing for and that's why I think I don't 
expect him to be a top five player in this edition of the EuroLeague. So having him as an honorable mention is more about how he can elevate the Monaco in this case to uh, a title contender. And he can help to do that because what he can bring in, even if for a shorter period of times, it's a very, very high level basketball. And our player that I have is Marcus Howard. He hasn't been quite uh, at this level and probably he won't be as well because I don't think Barcelona will be able to perform uh, as high as they will need to for Marcus Howard to be in consideration. But the way that Basconi team is constructed right now, I think we need to keep an eye on him to have a great season and to be one of the contenders to be top scorer of the decision of the EuroLeague. Chabai Slipier is another uh, honorable mention here. He showed how much he can impact the game last season. And uh, on a reinforced Red Star team, I believe we will see more of it and even more of it this season. Satoransky, his ability to be a floor general, create for himself and for others, and his positional size makes him a difference maker. I think that Barcelona will be different this season and we can expect more from him and for them to need more from each of their players. And Satoransky is one of those players, as is Willian Gomez, another honorable one to mention here. He was the MVP of the last Eurobasket and we will certainly be seeing him to perform as one of the top players of the EuroLeague. Nigel Hayes-Davis, we saw a huge leap from him last season. I can't wait to see how he will be looking like this time around. Wade Baldwin is a player that I expect great things from from him this season. Uh, If he comes into the season improved and more consistent, I think he will be on the top 5 top by the end of the season, but he needs to show it first, at least for me. Campazzo, he's an incredible basketball player. His playmaking ability, his intensity, his feel for the game are exactly what the defending champions needed, and they got him, so I think he will be great. And finally, one last honorable mention for Keenan Havens from Jalgiris. He, they, the team Jalgiris will have a tall challenge ahead of them to, to return to the playoffs, but having Havens playing at an MVP level, as he's shown the ability to do so in the beginning of last season, would be crucial for their aspirations. These are my honorable mentions and just some of them are players that I think will be worth to keep an eye on more than I expect them to be contending to the top five. You might have some of this on your top five, but uh, do you have someone else that you wanted to add as an honorable mention? I mean, I I don't have any of those honorable mentions in my top five, uh, but I do have another guy that I would like to add and it's Lorenzo Brown. Uh, I didn't have him in my top five, but I think he's one of the most impactful players in the competition. And I think he's going to have a great season along with, like you said, Wade Baldwin. I think they can be great together, like like they were last year. So, but let's get into this top five, man. Let's go. Let's go and take the floor. And who do you have in fifth place? Okay, so my fifth place, um, my f- four, five, and it would be six. You can literally do like a, I, I there I, there are three guys and all three from Real Madrid, and you can just pick two. So <laughs> Musa, Campazzo, and Walter Tavares. Uh, I, I left Campazzo uh, as an honorable mention. Uh, I think Musa overall as a player is a better player, even though I think Campazzo might be more impactful for that team. Uh, but I have Musa at number five. What about you? Okay, very well. So I have one of those, and Musa is a very well-deserving honorable mention. I think that he will have a better season and a more efficient season, having players like Campazzo playing alongside him. I think he won't be the clear number one player of Real Madrid, although he will be one of their most important players. So that's why I didn't have him here on my top five. But uh, yes, he's clearly a worthy honorable mention. And he's also a worthy number five player because he, is, he will be one of the top five more talented players of the decision of your league. But in my fifth position, I have Juancho Hernán Gómez. 
he is for me the clear number one player of Panathinaikis. And if this uh, newly formed team will be successful, Juancho should be performing at a, an almost MVP contender level. And I think uh, that uh, he will play at a very high level. And this is more uh, a prediction than uh, something that we have seen and that we know. But uh, this, these are the reasons why I have Rancho in my fifth place. Who do you have in fourth? Uh, Rancho was one of the guys I considered for this top five, but I ended up leaving him out. Uh, I, if he was better at like creating his own shot, uh, I would for sure have him here. I think that's the one aspect of his game that he needs to improve. But he's obviously a great player and he was in contention for my top five. Uh, number four, uh, like I said before, I have Walter Tavares. Uh, I think the impact that he has on that Real Madrid team, uh, he is the, the Final Four MVP from last season. Uh, I just think that his ability to, to defend and protect the rim at the EuroLeague level is unmatched. Uh, I don't think anybody can do that. And, and I think just the impact he has is too much for me to look over. So uh, I have Walter Tavares at number four. I fear we might have the same top four, but maybe <laughs> the order is slightly different. I have Walter Tavares in fourth place as well. We know about his ability to impact the game, and I think we can expect more of the same this season uh, from the previous Final Four MVP. Walter Tavares is amazing, and he impacts the game at such a high level for Real Madrid. He is the reason why they were champions last year, or one of the big reasons why they were champions last year. And I think he is still uh, able to perform at the same level this season. So he will be one of the top five more impactful players heading to this edition of the EuroLeague. So let's keep moving. And who do you have in third place? My third place, I have Mike James from Monaco. Uh, I just think his ability to score, his ability to be a playmaker, I think he's going to lead that Monaco team to, to the big stages. And I think he's going to be in contention for the MVP. Uh, I believe he is one of the best players in this competition. And I have him at number three. Oh boy. And number three, I have Mike James. <laughs> yeah, I think our order in this top four, the order is going to be exactly the same. But <laughs> I have, uh, I think we might have a small difference at the top. Okay, okay. We know okay. how good Mike James is. We know yeah. how good Mike James is. And there was some talk about him leaving Monaco team, but he is the top player of this contending Monaco team. And uh, we know how good he is. His shot creation is, his scoring ability is. And that's why I rank him in third place. Let's move into the top two and who are the... I think we might have the same top two, but who do you have in second place on our top five players of this EuroLeague? Okay, so my second place is Nikola Mirotic. Um, I think, obviously, you can make an argument for him, number one. Uh, I think he is one of the best players in the competition. Uh, if he can stay healthy for the whole season, I think he's going to be amazing for Milano. Um, but again, uh, because of how stacked that team is, uh, I kind of want to find out how they're going to use him, if they will use him at the three at times, if he's only going to play the four. I'm very curious to see how that's going to work out. Uh, but obviously, Mirotic is an amazing player and, and he's going to be able to respond to whatever position they put him in. And I think he's going to thrive in that. But I have him at number two. I think that this top three that we both have is um, almost a consensus a, top three. Yeah, I think this yeah. these three players are the are high-level players that are deserving to, to be on the top three. I have Will Clyburn in number two, and I will explain why. Okay. He is one of the more complete early players and uh, has a roster around him that will potentiate his talents. This is uh, a very explosive combination, and I expect a great season from uh, Will Clyburn. At number one, I have Nikola Mirotic. And the reason is, for me, those, these two players are will be up here at the top. 
and changing them. I don't think there is a big uh, argument, a big fight about yeah. it. I just think that Nikola Mirotic is poised to have an amazing season on a new environment. I think he will be motivated to do even more. And I expect just a MVP level season from Nikola Mirotic. And that's why I'm ranking him first. And go ahead, give us your first place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have Will Claiborne. Uh I totally understand your argument for Nikola Mirotic. Uh, I just believe that Will Claiborne this year with Efes, uh I think similarly to Mirotic, it's a new environment because obviously a lot of things changed over there. Uh, but I think having Darius Thompson will be so amazing for him. And I think it will unlock uh, a part of his game that last year we weren't able to see. Uh, I think Will Coburn will have a, an amazing season this year and I think he will be in the MVP talks, uh, which last year he wasn't, not only due to the, the team not performing, but they didn't use him the right way. And I think this year they will know how to use him and they have the guys to, to help him be even better. So I, I just think Will Coburn is the best player in the competition. But obviously, uh, Miritich is up there and Mike James is up there as well. These three guys are all amazing. A great Tillery Euroleague season is about to start. And tomorrow we will be bringing you guys our very first preview of the first round. We couldn't be any more excited about it. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And follow us on Twitter at Titus Euroleague. As always, I will be talking with you guys soon. And I cannot wait for the start of the Euroleague. Bye guys. See you on next episode.